Them Jeans, uh, Chris Black, back on the ones and twos here from beautiful Los Angeles, California. How you feeling, Jason? Wonderful, man. I, I'm trying to go to the gym just every day. That's every day. Are you talking about the Wiz Khalifa song? It's kind of the motto. Never. Okay. Never, <laughs> ever talking about Wiz Khalifa. That's one thing you will always know. Sure as the ticking clock. One thing about me is I'm never talking about Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> good to know good to know yeah yeah i'm i'm bullish on never listening to wiz khalifa i've found that i'm i'm just a wound up little rubber band ball and every day that i can un unwind and untangle and untense that ball of rubber bands i'm just a better better person in general i'm i'm less annoyed i'm less annoying I can't. I'm I'm, I can't tell, but I believe you. If you want, I can get picante on you. <laughs> is that what you? Is that what you would prefer, Chris? <laughs> do you want me to be unstretched and over caffeinated? No, no, no. I would hate that. If you don't do your little rolling around on the mat at Equinox, I know you come in a little too spicy for me, a little too picante for me. Just because you're so much stronger than I am doesn't mean you always have to. No, no, no. Insult my workouts rolling around on the floor. No, I mean that's what stretching is. That's that's just the name of the game. That's not an attack. Oh, I don't stretch anymore, Chris. I'm post stretch. My trainer told me that stretching's good. Oh, oh, you're oh, you're training. My trainer is post stretch. You sound like my dad. Okay, what is what's his logic? Because all because my trainer's logic is like he you know he's got caveman swag, so he's like. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You you knew you could see caveman swag coming. I'm like, Dad, do you ever stretch after you run? He's like, No. I'm like, Dad, do you ever stretch before you run? He was like, No. Why would I do that? <laughs> it's just not even. It's it's just not even something he's ever taken into account. I'm starting to see where some of your stubborn tendencies come from, Chris. That's right. That that's right. Yeah. Not I, to I, get Jungian, <laughs> but I think it's like it's like one of those situations where this is a modern thing that we've decided is really important. We all have to do, and it does feel good. Mm -hmm. But maybe maybe you can be too loose. That's a possibility. It's very similar to your water thing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh -huh. I'm sure your dad is the same thing. Back in my day, boy, I, you know, drink from the hose if you get too tired and too hot when you're otherwise, you know, you never do that. And stretching, that's for the birds. You're trying to get cramps. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 I mean, I, but I'm know. doing a lot of things that are very similar to stretching, but they're just not <laughs> stretching. And, I've, okay. and it's weird because okay. I've found, <laughs> so and I've, and that's not a rebranding at all. Trust me. Okay. It feels like a little bit like, oh, you thought you knew stretching. Let me show you the them jeans way. And it's, it's it's stretching, but a rebrand. This is actually kind of interesting because this is a subject that I've I've talked about with with my partner and my girlfriend. Will she does hot yoga and Pilates a lot, like multiple times a week? She's doing hot Pilates. Mostly. Okay, bro. Okay, okay, bro. We get it. She's hot. Chill. This is part of the story. This is part of this is this is okay. pertinent information that she is in hot yoga multiple times a week. And she'll do a Pilates class like once a week, probably. Whenever I get it wrong, whenever I'm like, oh, do you have like yoga today? She'll be like, no, I have Pilates. Mm -hmm. And it's not just stretching. It's like really hard. It's like a really serious workout. You've never done, you've never done Pilates, just to be clear. That is right. But, but the, the, the okay. point is I'm not doing any type of attacking. It, it's more of just me being like, oh, I thought you had yoga today. I, I got it mixed up with Pilates, my bad kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not paying close attention to your fitness schedule the well, way that's that you're, <laughs> not, you're not paying close attention to mine. Uh huh. But 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 people get a little tense and weird about that about their personal workouts where 
all I did was just get something wrong or like a, a misunderstanding of what the workout is. But people, but she got a little defensive and a little lash outy. Like you probably just think I'm doing some these like cute little stretches. I'd like to see you come in mm-hmm. and do half the shit that I'm doing. But and and I, sometimes I feel that same way about my workout, and you might feel that same way about your workout. It's kind of like I a, know that <laughs> I know that you, Carolyn, or Alex can't do my workout. There's no question. So I don't really think that ever. I know, actually. but but the the point is, and you kind of helped make that point is, I cannot do your workout. I, you cannot do my girlfriend's workout. No, well, your girlfriend well, can't do my workout. You know, like the list. I think actually, like, if we, I'm 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 painting with a broad brush, but like. There's many things that I do every day when I'm working out that you probably can't do as well, even though you are a much better, uh, much stronger person. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I I just need to jump in here while you're slandering me. There's no slander. Um, the thing is, I could do all. I could do all of the workouts, Jason, because I have the will and the need to do them. Whether I could do them as good. You know, my form might not be as good. Exactly, Chris. You have the will. You have the need. You're stubborn as a as a as a barn owl. But I. <laughs> but there's a lot of the, there's a lot of things that you can't just you can't just pick up an F1 car and be like, all right, I'm going to drive this thing. Do not talk about F1. Jesus you know, Christ! I, I can't I'm just sick of big. You F1. can't pick up a big Bertha and swing a fucking 400 yarder <laughs> perfectly like. Things take time and skill and practice and dedication. You're, well, you're talking. Well, no, but you're talking about you're talking about skills. Driving a car is a skill. Hitting a golf ball is a skill. It's not athletic. That's the difference. There's a certain level of there's you get to a certain level of athletic ability, and these workouts are challenging and different. But you can't accomplish them in a way that is beneficial to you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I can go and do a Pilates class, and I'm not going to be as good as the ten hot chicks in the mm-hmm. class, and they might laugh at me, and my my um, <laughs> grip socks might not fit that well. <laughs> <laughs> but but I will complete the workout and I will be sore the next day and I will still feel like I accomplished something because I pushed myself. Yeah. And I think that that is the real goal here. And I think that's why we all have to be open to new things when it comes to physical and our bodies. I agree. And I'm not just talking about sheepskin condoms. Well, but I, I'm saying uh, just because you have the will and the dedication doesn't mean that you can complete all of these workouts. Oh, I can complete them. I will finish the workout because I paid fifty dollars. I'm going to finish the, the workout. I know. I'm not talking about a class. I'm just saying, like, like the same way that you can do a hundred push-ups and I probably can't, and I can do thirty pull-ups and you probably can't. That's right. Would it, will you just be like, no, I'm just going to do thirty? Like, do you have that level of will where you're like, mm. I'm just going to summon this strength that I didn't know existed inside of me and just knock out. 30 pull-ups no 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 the way the way that you would the way that you would kind of approach a situation like that is you do five you know you do five you have to break it up you know like of course that like you you could do you could definitely do 100 push-ups if you spread them out throughout the day or whatever you could definitely do it and it's maybe you drop to your knee drop to your knees or something (laughs) but i i think i think that that, i'm not You ain't dropping to the, your knees for no bitch is what you're saying. No, no, no. I would never. I, I, I want to talk. I want to talk about last night and the guy that we saw because I that hasn't left my mind. Oh, oh yeah. We had a nice dinner, a uh, nice little podcast meeting down at S, SVB, the bungalows. We, we hit the bungalows. I still have the sticker on my iPhone 12 mini. You know, Jason's a slut. He keeps the sticker on. And they're going to be like, oh. We met. I thought I thought our get our, our, our meeting with, with Kyle, I thought Kyle might have been the guy in front of us. Sadly, it wasn't. But we pulled up at the valet behind a 
sparkling 2022 Ford F-150 with the <laughs> the giant mud tires. It has the big screen. Well, Chris, it was the Lariat edition. I think that's all you need to say. And our oh, listeners I'm will sorry. kind of understand what you're referring to. <laughs> I apologize. So we pull up. So, well, you should set the scene for our listeners who don't know what we're talking about. This is like a... This is a, a fancy kind of private celeb hotspot in West Hollywood. Members only, industry mm-hmm. types, you know. Mm-hmm. It's usually just like um, Persian guys with rude t-shirts and, and jogger sweatpants who are, their conversation is, what's the move tonight, bro? <laughs> yes, those guys were next to us. They, yeah, they're, they're, the level of their conversation was... Comparing and contrasting the strip clubs in different Canadian cities. I love when guys like that get together. When there's like four guys in all, mm-hmm. they're all wearing different combinations of the worst streetwear you've ever seen. Yeah, hundred thousand dollar watches. Yep, and like they're a little bit overweight. They're like a little bit. They could just party too much. They got, they got nineteen forty two belly, but they still keep. It I look right. over at the, but I do look over at those guys. and I'm like, damn. I wonder what these guys talk about. Do they even like each other, or do they just sit around each other? And do stuff because they don't know what else to do. I think I think their their moms all tell them that they have yes. to go have dinner together, and then they're like, "What do you like to do? Like shopping strip club?" <laughs> yeah, there's no. Like, I like shopping strip club. There's nothing else. They I can't imagine what they have in common besides. Uh, yeah, their parents are probably friends. Yeah, yeah. So I we we pull the F one fifties in front of us idling. I've um you know destroying the environment and. I'm like, damn, who pulls up? I, I, I think I uttered this to you. I was like, who pulls up in this? This is kind of like a wild look. <laughs> and this motherfucker, this guy gets out of the... He, he's, also, this this truck is so high that it's got the kind of things that... This, the stepping stool that, that automatically yeah. comes down so you can take a little break on your way down. When, yeah, when Mrs. Black can't reach the Nutter Butters on the top shelf yeah. and, and your dad your dad's at the office, she pulls that little stepladder out. You got to get the Supreme stepladder out. And um, <laughs> and this so this guy gets out of the car, and I'm just like, what? He's wearing like a, a, navy, <laughs> a navy blazer. Pretty tight. Tight, but then his jeans are tight enough where you could see the like his panty line. He got paint the the baby fats are painted <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, no, they his, are painted his, on with a brush. They were gray. They looked cheap. They were skin tight, and and I'm like, okay, this is a bad look. It and looked then, like cheap Mondays that I stole in 2011. 100. percent And then you get down to the shoes, <laughs> and this guy has got on a giant pair of like proper sand suede colored. Moab level, yeah. Merrill hiking boots on. This ain't no keen shit. This is some real. This is yeah. Some... Like you would step on a rattlesnake and kill him with these. You know what I mean? It's like it's 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 truly. <laughs> you put those on, people start calling you private. No, exactly. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck on earth is this guy doing? He's got sunglasses <laughs> on. His hair is all coiffed. I'm like, this is truly one of the wildest fits I've ever seen in my life. And then he's meeting, you know, he's got a woman with him, which is shocking that anybody would be seeing with this guy. And then I'm he, assuming she's a lawyer or something. Definitely she's being paid to be there. They're they're yeah, exactly. She represents him. <laughs> they they so they meet up with the homies and they're like walking up to the to the to the door and we're behind him and I hear oh, him talk about the horses that he owns in the desert. No, well, no. His friend, his friend was saying like, "Hey, man, what's up with the truck?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, "Wait a minute, aren't you? You're like a are, don't you have like a bunch of horses?" horses in the desert and and he was trying to kind of play it cool maybe maybe he told his friend to tell him hey don't you have a bunch of horses in front of the chicks oh so 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 their cowboy hoes will be impressed by his (laughs) 
equine when those equity when those belt when those <laughs> when those <laughs> belt buckle bunnies hear about the horses in the <laughs> desert the toppy is incoming you said how many horses i mean i again i don't i'm sure somebody's gonna explain to me how this works because everybody's fucking annoying mm. but it seems like the desert might be too hot to keep horses there safely? I agree. Look, unless it's a horse's pop-up at Coachella, I don't think I would, <laughs> I would, put, exactly. I would put any thoroughbreds over unless there. It, it's not. Unless it's a Negroni in a barn that's painted <laughs> nice blue, I don't think it's going to work for me. All right. Uh, we do, we do have a, I'm picturing the watering trough just filled with <laughs> Hendrix gin Negronis. That's a, good, that's a good idea for Coachella 2023. Um, all right. We do have a guest today. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryland Blackington is uh, one of my actually old homies that I've known for years that I, we will discuss how I know him. Um, he's a composer, uh, musician, guitar player, um, and I see him at Easton getting his pump on quite frequently as well. Uh, he's a Burbank sympathizer like Jason, and uh, I can't wait to kind of get into it with him. There's a lot to discuss here. Also, Chris, he's a member of uh, Chili Hive. He enjoys eating bowls of chili. So Great. there's even more things in common with you. Great. And, uh, and with you and with Chris Blackington <laughs> and Ryland Blackington. I can't wait to I can't wait to go to the bathroom while you guys talk about chili. Ugh. Ryland, welcome to How Long Gone. How many compressors are you running this track through right now, or is it kind of raw? Just one. Nice preamps. The heads will tell you it's more about the preamp. Okay, okay. Well, are you gonna? Do you think you might add some <laughs> sauce to it, or do you expect Jason to kind of handle all that? We talked a little bit about a collab, <laughs> about maybe just a merging of our, you know, sort of sonic palettes. I think you know, I think there's, there's, there, there's some opportunity for maybe some spatial audio. I kind of want to feel behind okay. you. Oh, like how, like how it sounds on Rogan. You mean? Yeah, totally. I got the Rogan arm. Is that what Rogan? I don't listen to Rogan enough. It's, you're saying spatial audio, which is something that Apple promotes to me every single day that I will never use. It makes it sound like someone's behind you. It's piss. It's so bad. It actually, it w- the, the thing is, it just, I hate it. It just started happening. You don't get to choose to turn it on, I think. I think they just sort of like. Oh, oh, they've they've in- installed it in every song. Here's what it is. You're li- I was actually, I was at the gym. I was listening to a podcast and then like turned to the right and then suddenly someone it, yeah they're like behind you it's just you don't want to be surrounded by uh podcasters whenever when i listen to rogan which is rare but it, it does happen every once in a while and it'll sort of be like in stereo like he'll be in the left ear and the guest will be in the right ear and i'm like yeah i understand like it's nice to have a little differentiation between the two but it's just it's so pointless it's like everyone's listening with with airpods we don't need it let's, let's do mono and be done with it guys how long gone is here? We're doing some tech talk here. We're doing gear sluts. We're doing ZZZ sounds. We're doing oh, Pensado's wow. place. Deep one. I think people that are professionally mix and master music for a living are the only people that can actually hear all the shit that everybody thinks they can hear. 100%. That's what I've, that's what I, that's what I've decided. It's about dollars. It's about selling the same record twice. 100%. 100%. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the other, it's the deluxe edition for corny white people. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. That's <laughs> ding, what it ding, is. Ding. That's exactly, exactly. what it is. Cause I was listening to, I was listening to my favorite podcast, Joe Budden yesterday. And they were talking about how Great. the Chris the Chris Brown Deluxe was like, <laughs> they they were upset about the new breezy Deluxe. They're like, bro, this is, 
there's 10 extra songs in the deluxe, but they're all throwaways. And I'm like, that's every fucking deluxe. Why are you so surprised? Yeah, that's always deluxes. There's never any little chestnuts on there that are like better than anything on the record. Not even Chris Brown can create a deluxe album that, that isn't full of filler. Logically, the best songs are going to go on the album. That's just, that's, yeah. that's what happens. So the ones that aren't as good don't need to see the light of day. It's, it's, it just doesn't need to happen. It's for the heads. Yeah, it's for the heads, but sell them to somebody for God's sakes. Isn't that what you do? Yeah. Isn't that what the whole point is? You'd think. Rylan, what are some of your favorite Chris Brown songs? Um, yeah, times three. <laughs> um, because at the time when it came out, there were like three other songs that sounded like that, in- including one of, one of our, one of my bands. And, um, that was just a moment. That was a moment for a chord progression. And also, you know, when one yeah isn't enough. I really respect that one. I just, lo- sure. I just love it because like the literal, like... <laughs> Actual song title is Yeah 3X. Oh, got it. But it really is called Yeah Times 3. Like, that's the official title of the song. And it's about, it's about moving your body and drinking, you know? Yeah. You know, which was just, the, which that, that was what our, that was our core values, you know, back at that, at that time in the Akon uh, decade of, uh, of songwriting. <laughs> how could we forget, how could we forget about the goat Akon? Who did he, didn't, isn't he on some Usher shit where he like discovered someone and makes a fortune off of them? Lady Gaga. Oh, that's right. He signed Gaga. That's what it is. The big one's Gaga. Yeah. That is so cool, man. That is Akon, so cool. Akon, Red One, and Gaga. You know, an unlikely <laughs> sort of band of, of rascals. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to, I, I like to imagine Akon <laughs> now, even though Lady Gaga's the biggest star in the world, Oscars, Grammy, you know... And Akon's treating her like an employee still. He's like, where's my fucking money, bitch? <laughs> Big Ike Turner energy. Basically, like rappers always sign shitty production deals and they're locked in forever. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to I have to pay this guy that gave you 100000 in cash for studio time for the rest of your career. Yep, non-recoupable. <laughs> the, 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 that is the typical sort of deal format for a lot of those. Yeah, you've done a, you've done a lot of record deals, right? No, mostly pu- publishing stuff, production deals, things like that. Well, publishing deals pay more money anyway, you know? Yeah, they're all bank loans, though. That's sort of the big thing. You know, there's been a, like a lot of really public yeah. examples of when someone's like, so-and-so won't let me out of my deal. And they always fail to mention that it's like, you know, they agreed not to be let out of the deal based on certain terms. <laughs> but pe- people, there's there's this like new trend of... It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Whoever wrote the deal is evil. And all of those stories are worth kind of looking looking into a little more usually. I used to get so upset about that because I'm like, you signed a contract that your lawyer looked at. What do you... What do you, Matt? No one's evil here. You did something that you regret. Nine times out of 10, that is 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah, you goofed up. You go- yeah. Or you were excited and you got excited about the advance, which is excited. Like, look, when you're, you know, whatever, you're 22 and you've never seen a check like that, you're like, yeah, free money. And it's a, a loan. It's just a bank. Somebody, some really big cheesy guy, I can't remember who, some big cheesy producer said that to me when I was first starting out. He's a guy who worked with Gaga now that I think about it. And he was like, look, man, a pu- Swedish a publishing deal is just a bank loan, man, you know? <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah, and I was just so stoned or something. I was like, yeah, man. But then it really sort of, I've ruminated on it over the over the years, and it's Max literally Martin, a bank loan. You're with, telling me Max no Martin was right, interest. and I I always I always <laughs> thought that Max Martin was right. But I I wanted to I tease this in the intro about how you and I know each other, and we've known each other for quite a long time, which is crazy. It is crazy. Uh, <laughs> Why is it crazy? Well, it's just a funny. It's funny to reconnect years later yeah. 
after after being part of what I would call a revolutionary movement. Okay. okay. Maybe one of the last revolutionary <laughs> movements. Okay. I haven't really connected the dots, by the way. I wanted to, I didn't do any homework on this because I thought maybe we would uh, explore, but like, I don't know how Chris Black, pop punk manager, potentially the one who penned the MTV band in, in the bubble deal, <clears throat> then became a sort of, lovably pretentious sartorial powerlifting sober queen I, I have no idea i don't know anything about in between you didn't have that on your bingo card in 2022 <laughs> yeah it's been a long it's been a long arduous journey but we're here but i think that that getting into the ins and outs of um your time in cobra starship is something i know jason is very interested in and and the first question that we must ask is how many purple hoodies did you have? The funny thing is, I've always hated a zip-up hoodie. Like way back, I I didn't mm-hmm. like the I, I'm with I you. didn't like I'm the functionality you. of a of a zip-up hoodie. But yeah, just simply by proximity, twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just just because you were in the bus, um, yeah. But I mean, were you in were you in bands before that, and then joined, or was this like this wasn't your first rodeo? It sort of was my, it was definitely my first rodeo of that caliber, but no, I, I was actually just an, an enthusiast as far as music is concerned. And I mm-hmm. was, uh, I was an, I was getting, getting out of theater school and I moved to New York to be an actor. And then mm. I had a friend from Florida who I was just sort of making music with for fun. And we would play, I don't even remember where, like, Rockwood Music Hall or whatever, or even before that, you know, these little sure. venues. And then Gabe saw us play there. And then that's how I got asked to, uh, to get on the, to, to step on the merry-go-round. I like your stuff, y- big fella. Yeah, so Gabe, Gabe uh, plucked you from obscurity and said, come up to the big leagues, chief. He pulled up in his limo and I was on the side of the road and I, a, a plume <laughs> of cigar smoke came out, you know. <laughs> you had a guitar case. He said, get in, blue eyes. Yeah. Were you like, yeah, I'm just going to do this? Or were you like, this is the no. path that my life... <laughs> okay, that's that was my question. No, I, I always want to be really honest about this because so at the time, you know, this is New York, like 2004, I guess. I'm an actor, a.k.a a caterer, um, a Manny. I had a, I had a million little side jobs and one of them was I was an intern at golf magazine, the golf magazine. (laughs) Yeah. The golf magazine. Okay. And, um, (laughs) yeah, I was working right across from, uh, 30 rock at the time, time Warner sort of building. Yeah. Yeah. And I would do archives. I would go through and just find mentions of, of, of things and then archive them basically super mundane. And I came across a, Gabe had actually asked me to come to a practice space and check out some songs and I did it and he was interested in me because I played synths and I had synths and he wanted to sort of bring that into I guess pop punk sort of I really dig your electronic sound bro exactly (laughs) exactly and yeah I we played a couple songs I wasn't totally feeling it we're in like Jersey City or something and uh that that doesn't sort of stepped away a practice space in Jersey City doesn't really sell the dream no (laughs) no but I loved his energy I loved I loved and uh I had a close friend in the band as well and it was fun but I was like I'm trying to be an actor I'm doing this other stuff then I'm doing the archives and I see a mention it's a picture of Gabe with Samuel L. Jackson, Maya from The Sounds, and someone else. And I'm like, I text him, hey, you know, is this, is this still 
is this thing still going? You know, is, the is de- it like this every day, Gabe? <laughs> yeah, is the deal still fresh? And he was really cool about it, um, about my unbelievable shift in integrity. And, uh, <laughs> I appreciate. And, uh, and that I appreciate was, yeah, that, that was it. I appreciate. I don't want. I gotta. You know, I gotta just be real. I gotta be raw with it. So I gotta be honest. I joined a band because it means I could be uh, hanging out with famous hot people. You know, the, the way I reasoned with it, I was like, well, this is still performing. You know, and this is the next yeah, best yeah. thing. If I can't. If I can't do Shakespeare in the park, let's do Cobra Starship at the Palladium. Sure, of course. The way of course. that Chris has yeah. said, a hole is a hole. Uh, you're saying a stage is a stage. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. God, I love the performing I, arts. Is is the so so is the acting is the acting it wasn't was it not popping or were you just maybe not patient enough? I think a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> sure, sure. You okay. know, it was I was like, you know, I went to Florida State University. Big acting school. I I was sort of de- sort of decorated. Is that the Carnegie Mellon of the Panhandle, or is that a hundred percent? Good to know. Good to know. So I had so I had gotten a job out of uh, college at a at the Pearl Theater, actually on St. Mark's and First Avenue. So just dusty old classical theater, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Moliere, that stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just too maybe just too hard i also come from a very realistic family they're like look this might suck you're not going to be a star go do something else." I, I, which i find so soothing then you're going to make it whatever it takes you know yeah yeah it was like two yeah. years of i had a stipend of 250 dollars a month from being in plays off broadway mm. and then I was working at Golf Magazine, making three hundred dollars a week and whatever, going to misshapes and and uh, you know spending all of it in in, in a night. <laughs> and I just yeah, I wanted to get off that merry-go-round and on onto a, a better one. I don't know. I think it's because we all are ex- no. Pe- I know a lot of people in bands that have been successful at different levels, so it seems very normal to me. Yeah. Whereas acting to me is like what, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like I just don't. I just like I don't really know people that are like successful actors because I think it's it's a different i mean i do from the gym we go to because there's a lot of guys with no jobs that are i was just gonna say too that. good looking it's an actor that gym. are there at 11 a.m yeah but i just don't it, yep. it just seems like a like being in a band it i don't know it just seems like there's a more there's there's more uh opportunity for success and you're with other people so it's a little more fun as an actor you're always waiting to be chosen mm-hmm. you don't have of I mean the 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 worst is when actors get fed up w- with waiting and then they write their own shit. I mean that is like <laughs> the literal worst stuff. And I feel for them. Some of them do well for a couple of years and then they have a big dip and they have like way too much time and they don't pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really tough path. If you're a musician, you have a shot at you know in the laptop uh, era. You, you could mm-hmm. make some shit happen with some friends and it's. You you can create your own opportunity, whereas yeah, as an actor, you're literally waiting for the phone call. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just be a you can't just girl talk your career as an actor. That's well, that's well put. <laughs> yeah, that's well put. Thank you for the era appropriate that, uh, you got analogy. It, you got it. I, there's literally like a ten year period when I I I legitimately don't remember drinking water. <laughs> like I don't know if I had a water between hello 2006. Yeah, you, j- yeah. <laughs> From 2006 <laughs> to 2011, I did not consume water. I definitely didn't pay for it. Jason, this yeah. is your OG right here. He hasn't been drink- He didn't drink water for 12 years, dude. Where have you been? By the end of 2012, I was like pickled. I was like preserved by by alcohol. I think I could have been like in the bodies exhibit. <laughs> so, so you were you were in the Noma 
fermentation closet, but it was just sparks and not elderflower vinegar. Exactly. Okay. God. The uh, the free alcohol at that at in that era was d- disturbingly bad to a point where like I I don't yeah. like I had money like I could have just oh, yeah. I could have just bought other stuff. <laughs> no, I was begging to pay for drinks by the time I was twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I could just buy a vodka soda. I don't need this orange Fanta with cocaine in it. Totally, like, I can buy something it's else. Like I'm, I'm not Jimmy Buffett. Like I'll pay the tab. <laughs> And that's, that's also you have to also think about New York 2004 2005 2006 that is the open bar Svedka promo with Red Bull mm-hmm, mm-hmm. event I mean there was literally myopenbar.com do you remember this yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. yes yes it was literally yes. this is this seems so fucked up now but it was a resource that people could use to find out when and where open bars were happening. Don't call them you people. you could plan out a night. Call them broke hosts. You could daisy chain them. <laughs> That's literally how I got into this whole world and career, how I started promoting and DJing and all that stuff was was by, was by open bars. was me looking it up and being like, oh, Cinespace has like an open bar on Thursdays from like 9 to 10. I'm just going to go there and get drunk yeah, for free and then i'll go to the thing that exactly. i want to do and then i ended up that was the move the thing about the thing about you guys was that you did you had the you had the movie song yeah so it put shit into a different stratosphere you know what i mean like cartel did a bad tv show that they got killed for made a lot of money but got killed for right. it you guys had like a proper soundtrack song and it was like you know it was like a real it was pretty fucking real no we, we it's it's true we got to start at the ending in a, in a weird way it was like that was actually my first time in la we stayed at the beverly laurel motor hotel which is right next to swingers i know you know this yeah, very well chris mm-hmm. yes um, very well very well and we went and watched snakes on a plane at the chinese theater <laughs> and you know <laughs> I'm still getting like my $300 sort of check from from being a, a, a temp. And it was like, yeah, it was a, an accelerated track, let's say. And it was looking back really, really heady, heady time. <laughs> no, no, for, no, I mean, absolutely. But I, I mean, that's you the know. only word to describe it for sure. I remember watching that, the video yeah. for that song on, on MTV and being like, what in the flying fuck is going on in, in music and film and every like this? Yeah, there's a movie called Snakes on a Plane and it has Samuel Jackson and there's snakes on, and that's it. And this is the song and it has Travi McCoy like emo oh, rapping on an airplane. I about, yep. And I'm I like, what Travi is this? McCoy. Is like this is the song for the yep. horror movie about snakes? I forgot about that. Travi. That kept the working title. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a big zeitgeist title. spike. You know, that was like a crazy. And this is in the hip hop era too, when you would stack features. Like titles were like mm-hmm. titles didn't fit. You know, on the right. on the uh, Billboard charts. I mean, it was just like yeah, that was the feature core period of pop music. <laughs> feature, feature core is a good. Did you say that you were a, a Manny? I was a Manny. Yeah, I was a Manny for, for for an excellent little kid named Luca, who I'm still in contact with. Um, I built office furniture for Sylvan Learning Centers. I worked on The Bachelor. <laughs> sorry, The Bachelorette. The first season of The Bachelorette, I was a PA. Talk about heady fucking Jesus. times. I mean, that. <laughs> I don't want to ask you how many contestants you had sex with on the air, but we can get into that later. <laughs> well, it's the Bachelorette, so they're all male, so that we might have to get into that a lot later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, there's something romantic. As we, as we 
talk about it now, it feels kind of romantic, but it fucking sucked. It was sucked, you know, just so broke. Working, I, I just don't think people do that anymore, really? No, 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 they don't. I have younger brothers, and I just don't think the jobs are there like that anymore. I don't think they're, you know what, you know what I learned from talking to my younger brothers? There's no such thing as like a summer job anymore. That's someone's career now, you know? Mm. And it's pretty crazy. I remember you used to just be able to be way, well, being freelance was different back then it was a little sure. more run and gun yeah mm-hmm. um you know they have rights now uh but it, but back then <laughs> yeah i mean it was just like i remember people being like what do you do which is a very new york answer i would say what do you got you know like I, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not precious that's good <laughs> so you so they say what do you so what do you do and then you say what do you got and then I assume you just start unzipping your trousers at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, and the line forms to the left. Exactly. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 those, those offers were on the table in the misshapes <laughs> years for sure. What do you got? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You, de- yeah. There's no, I mean, it, it's pay for play out there, baby. The Sved, Big the time. free Sved, the free Svedka runs out after, at 10 p.m. So, and then you got promoters asking to do a bump off your boot. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just the, that's the reality of it. Um, well, <laughs> That promoter asking to do a bump off the boot would be me. And that leads me to my question where if you and Chris have, you know, crossed paths back in the day, have you and I ever crossed paths back in the day and I didn't know it? Not back back in the day, but like I definitely knew all the, 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 where our cinematic universes uh, (laughs) intercept, TJ, is because Cobra had a song on the radio at the cusp of the EDM movement. Okay. So that was the most sort of, um, I guess, you know, fruitful period. Mm-hmm. It was going to play a show and then going to DJ at that city's sort of whatever, big open format spot. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I knew all the open, open format for- guys. You weren't, well, you weren't like a full-blown open format guy, though, were you? Not, not full-blown, but I would, I would definitely do it every now and again, but it was not my strong suit. Got it. Yeah, so I, I think maybe we may have intermingled. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may have been fluid exchange during those years, but so you were DJing after parties yeah. for the show, and it would turn into an LMFAO style turnt turnt situation with with tank tops and stuff like that. <laughs> totally, Gabe would bring Serato and do his like bar mitzvah set, and it kill it just fucking killed every time. I mean, literally. Yeah. I, I could recite that you know the track list, and then people ripping their hair out in excitement. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then I was sort of moved by the sort of French uh, uh, sort of era of DJing. So I had mm-hmm, Ableton mm-hmm. and the controller, and then yeah, we would turn up. We would turn up a lot of twelves remixes. Uh, Blaton blog bloghouse shit. I guess now they call it. I'm not super happy with the return, to be honest. I think it's too ugly of a time to revisit. <laughs> I think it'll. I think it'll come and go quickly. Yeah. I just don't like it. Although it, but it's cyclical. I thought it'd already be over, guys. It's already. It's it's already been months at this point. Yeah, I thought I think it would be. I guess. I guess people are going to put out new music, and that's when the problems start. <laughs> you know, we don't need a new Uffy album. Right. Like I'm just. We just don't. <laughs> Shout out to Tori Moi, produced the new Uffy album. I mean, go check that out on I mean, Spotify. Yeah, go stream it by all means, but I don't know if the world needs it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just don't know if the world needs it. For someone like me who's capital F 40, it, it feels nice when I see it come across the feed. Mm-hmm. Same with the new Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Like there is, you know, the Indie Sleaze sort of resurgence. Well, that song is good. It's great. That song is good. You know, so there that are some, really good. 
some little, you know, there are some treasures to be had by those people getting back into the studio. Mm -hmm. You're still, and you're still making music, but you're more of a composer for film and television now. Yeah. The real LA shit. Yeah. I'm on some real LA shit. I did a, I did a hot little pivot. I still make records, but I'm, (laughs) I'm no longer doing like the Monday to Friday meeting a new artist every day and asking them kind of like what's going on in their life and signal boosting their like deranged uh, ideas of like sexuality and relationships. <laughs> now it's like, well, I'll speak on it, brother. That's a good way to describe co-writes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, the co-write game is crazy. I, the co-write story has still yet to be really told, you know, there's not really been a show or a movie yet. So, so the co-write situation is where a label or an A&R or just a friend is like, hey, I think you would and blah, blah, blah would get along. Let's cook up. Let's build. I'm going to come through. Here are some demos the label likes. Totally no pressure. <laughs> just feel it out. If anything, you know, inspiration hits and then exactly. And then it almost entirely every single time. Is just a dud, I'm assuming. I mean, even I've done this before, yeah. and I'm not even good at making music. You're just hoping... And it's always fucked up. You're just hoping to get a chorus written so you can put in the sweet green order and and <laughs> and then just make a quick, <laughs> dirty bounce that you send to them. You let it sort of <laughs> just effervesce into nothing. And then <laughs> the, funny th- the funny thing is, like, I get just as many cuts when I don't do that. Which is which is why it's a why the session game is kind of a bad commercial for for me. It just it's not mm-hmm. the the people who thrive are the writers that can do two a days. So just living off demo fees. These, this is a psychotic echelon, just a psychotic echelon of person that can come in and write a song in the morning, <laughs> write another song at night, and then yeah, obviously the averages are are much higher. And then but once you start hitting, then people hear your submissions differently. That's kind of how the system works. Mm. So if you're somebody that has a big cut, it's very soothing to the A&Rs and the publishers and the powers that be. They've, they've seen you land the 900 before, so, so Rai Rai can do it again. We call that the Antonoff effect. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, the, <laughs> you, you, get, you get into a pocket, and it's, and it's beautiful to see. I've known people that have... Honestly, some of the most successful people I I know have are these songwriters that have just like caught onto a crazy wave, and it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. But then even they let up on the gas and they just start working a little less. It's the poor twenty two year old from Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, that sounds a little bit like Charlie Puth, and, and then it's just like, <laughs> oh man, just getting put through the fucking grind, <laughs> you know? Oh god, no, I mean it's it really is like, I, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I think the. the I'm always interested because I don't think people fully understand this. And even I, who, who am relatively experienced, don't fully understand it. Let's say you get, let's say you co-write a song. It does fairly well. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's on the album, blah, blah, blah. How long is it taking to get paid? Oh, n- b- minimum nine months. And you don't know anything until you have to sign off on it making the album, basically, right? 100%. And sometimes that paperwork happens after it's already out into the world. It is the... Le- <laughs> it is. I like that style. The music industry has no <laughs> HR department. It's completely fucking... It's the Bergheim. Mm-hmm. It's fucking mayhem. There's no... Yeah. There's no real accountability for checks and balances. And you just get used to it. And... And but yeah, it's like explaining to my mom that I don't get paid when someone comes in and I write a song with them. It is fu- when you when you hear yourself talk about it out loud with a sane person, it's fucking psychotic, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, but as a producer, you get front end, right? As a producer, you're actually getting 
paid, work for hire, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's better. It's just better. We're not talking about producers, though. We're talking about artists. Mm-hmm. It's true. We work on artist time. We don't do assets and deliverables, man. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. I don't create assets. I create art. <laughs> I actually, I saw, I worked with an artist that sent me a deck. That one, that was a first. Like, no, dude. Like a really epic, thoughtful seven page, seven slide PDF. To just sort of immerse me, to let me soak into their message, their world, and what they were hoping to <laughs> oh my to convey. God. And, did, and and like hey, and and this is for making audio based music. And here's this PDF deck of mo- like mood board images and vibes that inspire me. Vibes, just vibes, just vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I literally knew. just it's just vibes. Did it work? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> Hell no. That okay. is part of me is like. That's definitely some 22-year-old who thinks he's like a fucking light bulb went off and he thinks he's a genius. Yep. But doesn't doesn't realize that sending a deck is like the last thing anybody wants. No, his roommate like is like whatever <laughs> work, working in commercials and he just like saw that one night and he was like, "Yo, this is a vibe I'm going to do this," you know. Yeah, that's And there is mm-hmm. a fake it till you make it element for sure. Like you're like <laughs> I'm I'm sure someone other than me saw that and was like, "Yo, this this crew is is playing for keeps. Let's fucking go. Yeah, no, wow, you're of course, of course. I don't even know what that is. There's, there's always someone stupid who will fall for something. That's the beauty of this. Someone of, bites of this world. Someone That's bites. the beauty of this world. Ryland, you, you were mentioning a moment ago uh, a Charlie Puth sound alike coming in from Ohio, getting put through the grinder. What if, let's say, I am that 22 year old artiste with a, a voice of honey. Mm-hmm. What, what should I do to avoid being put through the grinder? How can I protect my little ass? Okay, pod talk, uh, like the real answer. Yeah. And I don't give it to, I only give it to people that I think can take it. It's just like, get into other stuff yeah. too. <laughs> like, and, 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 and that's not, that I don't want to be some jaded old salt dog, right? <laughs> but salt dog sounds pretty good. I right just now. know that from my career, from my career and a lot of my friends, they've just been, they've had a couple different areas to output creative ideas yeah. and it just it just it helps all of them mm. and i think if you come in with the attitude you've been told you're a star from maybe a smaller community and you come here <laughs> and and your pitch is that you sound like another big thing like charlie puth that by the way also like isn't totally popping <laughs> lo, lo, uh, by the way i love puth is showing I love a puth. hole on tiktok bro he's got a chill no. okay i might need to redownload. <laughs> i didn't know that is that true chris bro puth is absolutely lost lost it yeah he's like thirst trapping on tiktok 24 hours a day like that's what he does for a living now almost it's like a whole wow. th- it's like a whole thing it's like a pretty widely documented on on social media and i don't but i think it is a, a symptom of not having a, a big one in a while you know what i mean 100 mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. you know when somebody tells you you're the next john mayer and then it don't really pan out it's a little you know you, you're you're figuring it out still i think yeah because nobody wants to tell you that there's only room for one john mayer and that's the problem like if you're trying to chase if you're trying to jump into the those big uh bespoke jordans you know you're you're, you're gonna get burned <laughs> what do you think about yeah, his feet are bigger than you think they're gonna be it's crazy he's just bigger than you think he's gonna be what do you so we talked about the sean mendez you know tour cancellation give me the give me the give me the elevator pitch on why it got canceled i don't know about this mental health of course he's just too he, he thought he thought he was ready and he's not ready you know he did a few shows 
I'm hearing rumors, of course, of low ticket sales, but you know, I don't, I don't want to put that on him. No, that's what it but is. I just, that's what it is. Yeah, of course. it's yeah, low, low ticket alert, low ticket alert. Because that dude is yeah, low ticket so alert. talented, so hot, can sing so well. The songs are there, everything's set up. They're just like in this weird post-COVID sort of scramble. I, I, I don't think it's back to normal yet, and I'm sure he's just going to do it Q1 2023. I like when you say Q1. I like when you talk to me like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting to see the parallels because like w- the way COVID has affected it, me looking at it from like the food restaurant world where like it, there was sort of no rhyme or reason which restaurants made it and which ones didn't. Yeah. You're like, oh, you just happen to have like a parking lot where you can put tables. So now you guys are making a million dollars a year mm-hmm. and this Michelin restaurant doesn't have a parking lot. So they closed and lost $5 million, whatever. And same with bands. Like some bands are just selling every single show out and some are 10 times as big and just aren't. Yeah. And there's kind of no real... I mean, I want to know what the rhyme or reason is. I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there either because... Or I have to use AI technology to find it. Oh, God. What is... Um, I know that your studio is in Burbank. Yeah. D- yeah, Jason's a big Burbank sympathizer. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Chili. So, <laughs> first of all, that commissary there plays great music. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> oh, 100%. That's my boy, Ian, who 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 runs the uh, machine there. He's, uh, he's the Spotify jockey and... Uh, He's an artist himself, actually, who sort of transitioned from, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of like alternative music to now. He's been influenced a little by the MGK revolution. And <laughs> and so now they've been exploring more colors of, uh, yeah, pop punk and sort of, but also just sort of traditional indie rock. I've heard some. I can see that. I think I know who you're talking about based on his look. Yeah. And I he's think he's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, he's very he's like a little too good looking to serve me a, a latte. Yeah. Um but that's LA in general. 100%. You know I mean? 100%. Unfortunately, I think I know which guy you're talking about now I think that you're fortunate. Like, white guy buzzed head. Uh yeah, I think he has a buzzed head now. I think he dies at blonde. He's just the sweetest d- dude. He might have a few little stick and poke tattoos. Oh yeah, 100%. Of course. And when you walk in, he might say, "What's up, brother?" Dude, <laughs> I'm it's uncanny. I'm there right now. Uh-huh. So tell tell him Jason tell him Jason from Glendale says hi okay o- oat milk cortado please brother good to see you he probably has like a real hot Armenian chick he's single at the moment how long gone exclusive La- Armenian ladies I know you're listening <laughs> head out to commissary get that cold brew from the hottie behind that cold, the bar that cold you know brew what I mean? is fucked man it's motor oil it is so it's it's so methy you talking about the premium cold brew or the regular yeah. The yeah, premium. Yeah, yeah. Come premium. on. Okay, okay, guys. Let's let's all talk about how premium cold brew is absolutely a scam. Jason, do you believe it? Of course I do. I mean, some beans cost more than others. You know, like no. pre- there's premium and lower grade everything. I think that I think there. I think it's the same beans. I think they just put a dollar on it and scam people who want to spend more money. All right, is, is Yankee Candle and Byredo the same candle, but just one of them says premium cost more? Uh, it's two different smells, so it's a little different. The cold brew are. Are you saying that you can taste the difference? Coffee doesn't have smell? Can you taste the difference? It's the same smell but louder. Yeah, I can definitely taste the difference between good and bad coffee. But once you once you're you're splitting hairs between good and great, of course, but I can tell the difference absolutely. But do you think it's it, it's more of a process issue or do you think it's actually different beans? Oh, no, it's different beans. It's different beans. It's just like, oh, these beans cost more because 
you know, X, Y, Z reasons, you know, shipping or handling or it's, it's more rare. Or sure, 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 country. sure. I thought they just let it soak longer. That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, this is just yeah. a 24 hour versus 12 hour. Yeah. <laughs> they got all the caffeine out of the poor little bean. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, that's what I, but Jason, Jason was telling me earlier that you're a chili guy. You know, here's the thing about chili J's. Chili John's? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was speaking in uh, Burbank uh, colloquial tongue. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's um, mm, always one step ahead. And I like it. It's, it. We were so excited when we moved out here because uh, I, sh- I share the studio with, with some of my best friends and collaborators and there's nothing out it's honestly parts of if you stumble down the wrong strip of burbank you're in afghanistan you're in a u.s military (laughs) controlled area of afghanistan (laughs) and there's not shit out here and when i first came here i didn't like that i was like i really would just like a place to be able to get a sandwich and a coffee Mm -hmm. chili john's is really the only thing here Mm -hmm. but what i found out quickly is it's not food it is a food stuff <laughs> if you will it's not a meal that's right sure. you can't go there and eat it also also there used to be a fucking punisher working behind the counter there who said and did crazy fucked up shit there was some terrible atrocity in the news about like a shooting and he was like i, I you know, i'll tell you what i would have done i mean it's pretty simple just take gasoline and pour it around all the exits and light it on fire and then nobody would have been able to get out or something we're like dude 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 <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to hear how to do that job better can i have my turkey chili and so it just kind of oh also i don't know if you noticed it's been marked up by the great one guy fieri did a, an episode of diners well, of drive-ins course. and dives there and so his tag is up in the corner that dusty old stencil yeah it's a once a year thing for me now uh in in short but I, <laughs> but i like looking out there you see it, it's very americana there's also a really cool japanese german import uh, uh yeah. mechanic it's like there is a little bit of a nice sort of romantic moment there and then there's like yeah uh crematoriums and and bail bonds and <laughs> liquor stores and weird churches that operate at bizarre hours yeah it's a good place to come and do work yeah Bur- burbank has always had like like it's like the Jurassic Park preserved in amber kind of thing. Like, yep. certain things are just like this is this is untouched for a hundred years. Yep, and you know those are so rare to see nowadays. It's um, very in, much in like when I drive through Burbank now because it's so preserved. As far as just textiles, typefaces, mm-hmm. and just color choices, the cacophony of mm-hmm. beige and grayish and those sort <laughs> of desert stormy tones it reminds me of b-roll from film and tv from when we were like kids because that was where i mean they were shooting everything out there and so there is it grew on me i was resistant when i was a little hot-headed uh 32 year old hot uh out of uh greenpoint Mm -hmm. but now i've come to really understand her her deeper qualities and i'm really really grateful to be uh in this zip code that's that's very sweet i think maybe there's a future in local office for you i think there could be the way you speak so fondly of her yeah have you thought about running for school board over there that's the weird thing it's so noticeably redder here than where i live it's like it's crazy how instantly you don't have to go far out of central la to be 
to hear like southern accents it's pretty fucking crazy tell me yeah could you text me where those places are so i can go hang out with my people because i'm kind of sick of these fruits over here you know what i'm saying well 100%. you can ha- hang out with them chris but you've they've only got a few years because they've all you know they're all gonna die soon you know so this is sort of the last red wave i guess in in la here, here's why it's all it's a lot of stagehands, grips. I've met yeah. many grips. I've met many people that have introduced themselves as grips <laughs> out here. Yeah, Burbank is where everyone who works in the entertainment industry, but like behind the scenes kind of guys who have like correct Iron Cross, you know, like shin tattoos and their name's Red and they... Yep. I do lighting really well. And back then, you could afford to buy a house with a pool yep. by just you know yep. being like a regular grip or best boy or whatever. Those days are gone now. You have to have dual income. The, the husband and wife both have to edit magazines uh, in order to buy a, a thousand-square-foot home in LA. You just laid it all out. The, it, yep. Why do grips love being grips so much? <laughs> I don't get it. Like I, I mean, I, I like my job, too, but I don't lead with that necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't put a sticker on my car that say, like, grips do it better. I think it's union <laughs> energy. I think there's a pride in, yeah. in, in the union sort of camaraderie, and I, I've, again, it's another one of these little chestnuts that I've grown to just love <laughs> about the Valley and about Burbank in particular. Yeah, even though the grip people do lead with, I'm a grip and i'm uh, i have strong gorilla grip energy but usually they're all good people you know what i mean like they're all they they know they have the decorum of being on set around you know they're trusted around celebrities yep and they make an honest living and all they want to do you know when we when we say that's a wrap on talent Go home, get a 12-pack. They want to have a beer and recount the time that Wayne Brady was just like the most stand-up guy ever to them. (laughs) Yeah, come over to the house. I got a projector in the backyard. We're gonna we're gonna watch Sports Center and talk about that one time that Wayne Brady was honestly he's the nicest guy I've ever met. Maybe the nicest guy I've ever met. <laughs> gave me his email. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, Wayne Brady. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I mean, I need to. I do. I've learned to love Burbank. Uh, I haven't spent as much time as you guys, but I. Uh, but I was told uh, our mutual friend told me I didn't know this that your your chick is a lymphatic masseuse, uh, a, a, a lymphatic uh, massage technician. Yeah, she's in the. Yeah, she's drain gang. She's uh, she is in the in the drain gang. Hundred percent. She's. <laughs> I've obviously had the procedure done. It's it's pretty pretty crazy. Because I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about this because I see yeah. a lot of hot chicks I know. You know, posting themselves getting this lymphatic massage, and you know, it's like. They kind of cover their titties with one arm and like pose in the mirror after the massage because they're feeling so thin and beautiful. Sounds like a subgenre on Chris's Pornhub, but go ahead. I, I also want to feel thin and beautiful, but I, I wanted to ask a man that that was because I don't think a lot of men have had this oh, sure. procedure. You're telling me that obviously yours was done with love and respect and maybe a different level. That's a long way of saying, fellas, is it gay to get lymphatic drainage massage? Is that kind of what I was getting from you, Chris? <laughs> Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I also just want to walk. I want a, a, a fella, yeah. a fella, a fellow fella to walk me through the process. And also, Rylan, Chris has seen your body, has seen you working out. Sure. And he wants to know how, you know, there's nature and nurture. He wants to know how much is that yeah. getting a pump and how much of that is draining. There's no shame in wanting the coupon code here, by the way. Um, 
Yeah. But enter I'll enter st- <laughs> enter Ryland twenty at checkout. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. People go in there. So it, there there is a dual sort of function to it. Yes, there is a cosmetic uh, side to it that it it, it does. Mm-hmm sort of what it does is there's, you know, you have your lymphatic interstitial fluids in between two layers of skin. And, uh, you know, when they pull from one another, that's how cellulite mm-hmm. appears. And so... Oh, we don't want that, sweetie. We do not want... I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Rylan. We don't want that. <laughs> Never heard of her. The front-facing pitch is that, you know, that the, the, I guess that's sort of what makes it popular and why a lot of people go to do it before a shoot or a whatever mm-hmm. or a TV appearance. It's getting tightened up a little bit. A lot of these incredible, like, alpha-type people go in... Okay, now, now we're talking to me. Go now ahead. Now we're getting into your world, I think. So y- <laughs> you have a lot of athletes that go there you have a lot of just industry bigwigs you have a lot of um you know biohackers okay you know people people like jason jason considers himself a biohacker for sure guys like me who do you know cold plunges and stuff like that 100 percent. you would love it they put those uh pants on you that um they're pressurized and kind of do you know about what i'm talking like long distance runners use them and i i oh i have a pair i use them uh Almost daily to recover. Exactly. You're talking about like Normatech boots. Yeah, Normatech boots. Exactly. Yeah. And and honestly, that's the big that's the big word, Chris. It's recovery. It really is, though. Like for people that are going hard, like you at Easton <laughs> at six thirty in the morning. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just locked in the hex bar. Um, <laughs> this this would be a way to speed up recovery, and I really really recommend it. And I recommend you uh, you book with. Uh, actually, no, don't book with with my girl. Uh, book with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Rylan, Rylan, can my life partner, can my girlfriend or Chris's girlfriend book with her then perhaps? 100,000% yes. Okay. We don't want to get her hands on our grubby bodies though. I understand. Also, that. you you have to wear this garment that's like a it's like a cat, it's like a Freddie Mercury cat suit made out of cheesecloth. It's very This is what I'm talking about with the selfies. That's how chicks signal yeah. that they're getting the lymphatic and they so they, they there's like this pose they do you know what i mean to kind of yeah. what's that could you of, describe that pose in words chris i don't know what you're talking I about i described it or i described it earlier it's like the arm is covering the breast because those are exposed because of the see-throughness of the cheesecloth okay yeah but there is there's like a little bit of a <clears throat> even though it's a medical procedure there's still a little bit of sexiness to the look because you're wearing a skin tight mummy sexy like like a skin exactly, skin exactly. x the mummy you're wearing a see-through bodysuit basically chris i had a follow-up question let's say i'm getting the lymphatic drainage massage i'm laying on the table i have my skin tight cheesecloth on uh-huh. instead of covering my titties with my hands mm-hmm. can i later on add like an emoji in post to cover the nipple. That's right. You could, yeah. That you could absolutely cover your nipples with emojis. That's also a popular. I don't see a lot of that, but I think there's room for you to kind of lead that charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You In fairness, I mean? there's something more coquettish about using the arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100. percent I'll say this too for you, TJ. Uh, mm-hmm. We're long boys, and so yeah. the big takeaway for me. And we can talk about this offline too, but the big takeaway. Wait, how tall are you again, Rylan, for our listeners? I'm 6'5. Okay. So I'm your junior. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm your junior still. Well, I'm the shortest guy on the podcast today. <laughs> Fuck both <Yep>. of you. <laughs> um, yep. But I don't have great circulation in my hands or my feet. And I remember the first time I had the procedure done, it sent circulation through my body in such. I, w- I felt electrified mm. by my own blood. <laughs> and I felt like. I felt like m- I could, like 
shoot thing. It felt like I could shoot energy from my hands and feet. And I'm not, that's, that's a hundred percent. That's cool. Because I never feel that I, you know, right now, if I push on my hands, it's like purple. And then it's like white for a second. Like it's all bad. My, my weak, weak heart and my long, long limbs. Um, <laughs> but this was the best part of it for me. Also, you sleep like an absolute baby. Really? A- after you do it. People actually use it for jet lag because it resets the circadian this is, rhythm. Ooh. You know, honestly, this is the best possible pitch sell i've ever heard on this because i thought it was literally like a thing hot chicks do to look skinny before vacation which it is but it yeah. all these other benefits is like a hundred percent it's unbelievable there are a lot of men uh that 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 do it and a lot of them tend to just be in high stress you know like you chris just high stress <laughs> exactly. just build, constantly building mm-hmm. and <laughs> and just they they need decompression that isn't uh you know down at the bar or uh, in a pint of Ben and Jerry's and they need to just sort of be soothed. And of course I'm biased, but you know, my partner is the, the, she's the, she's the Michael Jordan of uh, the lymphatic game. No one drains them like her. That's, that's, that's okay, man. I'm fucking sold. And this was something I really wanted to talk to you about because I, like I said, I've never talked to another man who's experienced that, you know, had this experience. So what's, what's the average lymphatic, lymphatic sesh, go for and then what does you know a session with michael jordan go for um i don't think there's a different you know there's no different (laughs) difference in rate and i don't have the the materials in front of me uh right now to to answer that but i will say this is do you have a yelp or something i can check out we'll talk offline um Uh okay there's there's she some of the technicians have different she has different modalities so 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 she also does um she's also an esthetician and she does facial massage and that that is the next level oh. that's, that's the that's the dollop of uh of cream this on is top. a once this is a one-stop mm-hmm. shop I, I mean i hope she has a partner who's allowed to put her hands on me that has the same level of skill because you've <laughs> you've sold it in so well and now i can't even go but the a facial massage i've had one before truly unbelievable oh yeah it's, uh, it's crazy at any given moment we're holding really weird like tension in our faces and getting that done feels like oh novocaine for the soul it's as excellent. we're you know we're both we're both singers you know what i mean so it's kind of like yeah i i experienced that what? you know just from all the singing kind of the way i move my jaw when i'm a lot of mandibular know. tension i'm seeing it now uh, i don't know <laughs> if that's just i don't know if that's the definition from the c4 pre-workout uh hitting or <laughs> It's a little uh, bit of a, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a classic column A, column B situation. But yeah, I mean, I think the way that I kind of push from my diaphragm, it, it gives me the power I need, but it also causes a lot of stress in the jaw area. 100% right there with you, brother. Damn. Jason's, Jason's more of a talker. He doesn't really, he can't really hit the notes. No, and so. he kind of comes from this. He comes from the kind of Kermit register. It's a lot easier <laughs> on the, uh, it, 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 co- it costs a little less on the on the front part of the mouth. It costs a little less. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think that it's smart. Well, I've been working with my trainer to access the diaphragm, and once I finally connect my rib cage and my hips in unison, it will be over for you, host. Oh, it's Barry White for sure. I'm I'm ready for what if, what if what if Jason's new trainer changes his voice to the point where it's it's unrecognizable to the listeners that would be really that would be really something that would kind of be bad i think for business but i'm in, it would be bad i'm interested to see if if, if real changes can yeah, be made you, whenever i get sick my voice gets ho- hotter on the pod i've been told but mm-hmm. there's a chance i can go in the wrong direction and i'll, I'll just sound like 
Tarantino or something like that. Like we went too far. Oh god. Your voice sounds good when you're hungover too sometimes. Yeah, I just need to be kind of pinned down and grizzled, you know, rub a little dirt in there. That's really yeah, that's really what it's like. From uh, behind or something. <laughs> Rylan Great potting with you. Thank you for potting with us. Oh, absolutely. You're a good podcaster, I gotta say. I'm a good podsman. Thank you so much. I I, I only recently uh, became a fan through Hunter, and I've been listening for the last oh I don't know maybe three or four months, and uh and I, and I, it, the rapport is uh is lovely, and it's uh it's an absolute joy. My man, my man. I'm glad we were able to reconnect, and I'll see you. You know, I you go to the gym at artist time, yeah. so I don't catch you there that that often. I'm the, I, I'm gone before Deadbeat Actor o'clock, which is ten. Yeah, and they stay for three hours, so you can't <laughs> come back in until after two or three. Yeah, I'm in there just after the sort of geriatric mass exodus, and I'm in there just with creatives, mostly <laughs> just, just sort of. What do you do? Oh, oh, you're a creative. That's awesome. Yeah. You you mentioned like going to the gym at 11 a.m. as an, as a disparaging insult, and I I just wanted to say. Anytime you go to the gym is the right time, listeners. No, right? you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. We're talking about That's we're true. talking specifically about Easton, but I hear you 100. percent Go to the Crunch on Sunset at 7 p.m. on a Friday. You'll have a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, 100. <laughs> <laughs> percent Oh, all right. Uh, thank you, Ryland, uh, for joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Chief. Pleasure. Thanks, boys.